The most common axiom about the Velvet Underground, repeated to the point of cliché, is that even though just a couple thousand people bought their albums, all of those people went out and started their own bands. Five decades later, and the Velvet Underground are considered one of the 20th century's most influential musical acts, and Todd Haynes has now made a documentary, simply called The Velvet Underground, which employs experimental flourishes to entrench us in a much mythologized period of American creativity and cultural vitality, and to tell the story of artists so ahead of their time they had to invent an entirely new way of making music. The Velvets were both a product of their era and a repudiation of it. Primary songwriter Lou Reed was influenced by rockabilly and beat literature, while his main collaborator John Cale was a student of avant-garde composers, and both were rebelling against the peace and love ethos of their day. Over the course of four sonically expansive LPs, the Velvet Underground fused pop, psychedelia, noise, and art rock, all set to Reed's stories of derelicts and drug dealers, sex, and sadomasochism. Rounded out by multi-instrumentalist Sterling Morrison and drummer Mo Tucker, and with Warhol protege Nico making vocal cameos, the Velvet Underground became the de facto in-house band for Andy Warhol's factory. That distinction ended up being the first of their many stumbling blocks. The public didn't seem to know whether to approach the Velvets as a genuine rock band or as another of Warhol's art scene put-ons, and less than five years later that original lineup had dissolved. We've been getting a lot of musician documentaries lately, and most of them are rigorous conventional films about artists that were neither of those things. Haynes's The Velvet Underground sets itself apart with a trippy, free associative visual style that's in keeping with the band it's about. There are film loops, sound collages, stock footage, double exposures, and split-screen techniques reminiscent of Warhol's Chelsea Girls, which also featured Nico. The Velvet Underground is one of my favorite bands, and like any fan, I have some issues with the parts of their story that Haynes has emphasized. He devotes too much time explaining how wild New York City was in the mid-60s, and not enough about how the music was made. He also exhaustively details the creation of the band's first two albums, The Velvet Underground and Nico, and its caustic follow-up White Light, White Heat, but then breezes past the last two, 1969's self-titled third LP and 1970's Loaded. Haynes is a student of this era, having previously explored the art and music of the 60s and 70s, in his faux Bob Dylan biopic I'm Not There, which was about the rock and roll poetry that would birth the Velvet Underground, and Velvet Goldmine, about the glam movement that came in their wake. This is his first documentary, but those earlier films incorporated faux documentary elements, blending fact and fiction in their examinations of rock star lore, and they now play like dress rehearsals for this movie. Minor storytelling issues aside, Haynes's study of the Velvet Underground reveals them as human, and yet no less mythic, confounding, and thrilling than they've always been. For Spokane Public Radio, I'm Nathan Weinbender.